podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to High School Hoops with your hosts, Steve Collins and Jake Steger. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplug. I'm so happy you decided to join us. Uh, before we get started today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine in the market. I've said this multiple times. We own three of them. I want a fourth and a fifth. My AD is listening to me. But um, they're so great. Um, they work so well. They're so easy to set up. I think my record is 37 seconds or 32 seconds to set it up. Um, but mention Coach Unplug. They'll give you $450 off. Mention Coach Collins. They'll take good care of you and also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better it's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches everything you need from a from a nationally ranked um you know we won three state titles um i think the we were just talking recently um you know we've won over 460 games in our program and lost 130 over the last 20 years and i think we know the secret sauce to be successful the roadmap what it takes on and off the court. So go over and check it out um, and enjoy the podcast. Bye. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How long has it been since you've been on? All right. How long has it been? When's the last time you were on? It's been a while. It's been a while. And I need to have you back on mine too, buddy. You know? Yes. Uh, yes. Now that the season post spring break is what I tell most people when they start asking questions about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I said after the April one, I'm available. Like, it's yeah. like yeah. So let let let's plan on that. You got me yeah. today. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get you on here. You, in the next you reached month. out after April first because it's funny because it's like the season ends and then we have, we have our banquet two weeks after the season ends yep. and then the you know state turn all that stuff. So it's like and then spring break hits. It's like I never feel like I'm back. Mm-hmm. You know a re a reset happens. You know I always yeah. do. And you, you know you got to you got to collect all the gear and you got to do your exit interviews and you got to do all that stuff. Um, but that leads into, that leads into postseason. So what do you do postseason wise? Like, what is your, like, after you lose that last game until maybe summer, what does that look like for your program? Uh, you know, it's kind of ironic. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about it. I, you know, uh, this year I got the privilege of, uh, we, we finished our season on a Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, eight o'clock. I had to talk about like. I don't know, Richard Nixon or something like that. So that was, that was a lot of fun. I was a real effective teacher, uh, 10 or 12 hours after uh, that. You know? Never, never, <laughs> never am. Never am. I know it's horrible, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, yeah, it was, you got to put, put on the happy face in school. I know it's yeah, horrible. Yeah, it was, it, it stunk. So um, I, I think, um, you know, we, I, I think the, the most important thing that you have to do after your season's over is to take care of the, immediate jobs that you need to take care of like your 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 job as a coach and and for me the way the way my brain works uh i i got to get that stuff taken care of so i want i want those uniforms in as soon as possible you know why because i hate uniform turn in so i want to get it done and over with i just want to take it and and have that job done i i think it's important that you get your uh you get your postseason paperwork done uh, whether that's your evaluation by your AD, get your all-conference, all-state paperwork in, if that's the case that you need to do, uh, stuff stuff like that. 
I think you get your if you choose to do a banquet. I think it's I think it's good to do some sort of banquet or end of the year type of thing. I, I think that it's good that you get on top of that and get that taken care of. And I and I think that you do all of those things uh before you start worrying about next year. I think the natural inclination, I'm sure you're probably the same way, Steve. You're on that bus ride home after that last <laughs> game and you're like, next year we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, right. we're gonna do this. And you really have to fight not jumping into that because you still have your responsibilities that you need to take care of with, with this year's team. Um, right. What we tell people too, is like, there's so much basketball on too. You should don't, don't worry about next season because I can tell you me, myself and my three assistants are watching so much basketball now yep. that we yep. basically in our Slack. So that's what kind of where we communicate and keep our running thoughts. We're just uh-huh. throwing stuff in there. Like, sure. Um, yep. you know, today, so this will tell when we we're, we're recording this, but today was the, um, Virginia Furman game. Like, yep. so it's like, I wrote something in there like, Hey, we got to talk about, you know, like that last 30 seconds. Like, look what, yep. look what Virginia did. If Virginia does it, shoot, our guys will throw a ball. Like, so it's kind exactly. of those, you know, or, or, um, who was it? We were looking at, um, or a couple of teams are running some offensive sets that we really like. So we want to dive yeah. into, into that. So um, yeah. I, I think it's, I think I a hundred percent agree. I, we, before we came out, I was talking about collecting gear and doing all that stuff, but yeah. I want, I want, cl- there's two things I want in postseason. I want closure with my seniors. Yep. Cause they're leaving yep. the family. Like they're yep. going off in, into the yep. world. They're going off to college yep. kind of thing. Yep. Literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I want closure there. So, and they're the on, they're the most honest. So this is mm-hmm. my advice to coaches that are listening. Seniors will be the most honest with you. Yeah. Cause they got nothing to lose now. They got nothing to lose. Like yeah. they're going to yeah. be, they're going to look at you. So I have, I have, I have sets of um, paperwork that I have both everyone fill out. And, but then I have senior fill out and I have underclassmen fill out that are coming back. Um, yeah. And I think that's important because, then I can follow up with those seniors because we're now we're on a different level here. Like I'm yeah. helping them find schools. It's like, you know, you're always welcome back, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, coach, I wish we'd have done. It's like, okay, let's have that conversation. Yeah. I don't think you get as much truth from the players in the exit interviews for the underclassmen. Cause they're still, you still have something over them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would I agree think, with you. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, and it, well, and, and I think one of the things that I, and this is based on kind of one of my own kids' experience. Uh, I've I've always said if if you're going to have exit interviews with one or two kids, you need to have exit interviews with every kid in your program because if you say, uh, "Well, I'm going to meet with Jimmy, Billy, and and Bobby," but I'm not talking to Freddie, Pete, and Joe. Right. Well, how does Freddie, Pete, and Joe? That you're you're automatically telling Fred, Pete, and Joe that they don't mean diddly poo to you, right? And, and I think those are the type of things that you that'll that you know, bite you in the butt, in bite the you end. in the butt. And I, and I, and I have an exit interview with everybody in our program. Yeah. If you're on my team at the end of the year, I have an exit interview with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have them along the, along the, along the season, you know, pre, pre mid, I have those two, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you're on the team, you're going to get an exit interview. And I'll, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something that we do. That's I think relatively unique is so let's say we have, I don't know, maybe 20 kids, 25 kids between our JV yeah. and our varsity, maybe probably more than that by third. Yeah. And so I have that and we have seven coaches or in some man, whatever. And so I have every kid evaluate rank 
those 30 kids from one to 30 anonymously. Okay. And, and they have to rank themselves. So okay. Johnny thinks he's number three and everybody else in the program thinks he's 17. Yeah. <laughs> That's when the conversation is at a yeah. different level. Like I can yeah. tell you for most of the kids that I had conversations with this year, you know, most people knew who one was two, three was a question, but you know, but there were a couple kids that were, they thought they were four and everyone else thinks they're eight or nine. So then we can have a courageous discussion about, well, why do you think that is? I don't have any problem with you thinking that you're that, but why do you think everyone else feels this way? And what, what do you think you're saying? It's a, it's an unbelievably good conversation to have. And it's data, it's data driven. It's not me saying you're the fourth best player. It is literally all your friends, all the coaches saying, this is what your average is, you know? Um, I, uh, we are, we're having our, and and this is a lesson I've learned over the years, Steve. I really, I don't, I don't have my exit interviews until after the banquet's over, because sometimes, you know, just as well as I do, you got to have those tough conversations with some kids. And then you go to that banquet and mom and dad are giving you the stink eye. And you're like, Oh God, here we go. Here's a minefield. Yeah. I'm old. I don't care. I already did mine. (laughs) I I, I mean, I'm, it's like, yeah. and, and, and here's my conversation is I I'm going to be honest with you in January. I'm going to be honest with you in March. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and, no. and, 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 and we know we're being honest, but mom right. and dad still aren't going to see, you know, and, and, no. and my, my, my dad told me one time, he said, everybody loves their kid a little bit more than they love everybody else's kid. And that's, that's <laughs> always stuck with me. You know, it's I mean, it's true. I, it's, that's a hundred percent true. And the second thing is, and this is for coaches listening, there's really, if you take a roster of 15 kids, there's probably two kids that are happy with their role, maybe three. Yeah. And if yeah. you're really good, it's four or five. Like yeah. if you're really good and yeah. everyone's like, everyone's clicking and you're winning every game. But yeah. most kids, if they're number two, they think they're one. If they think if yeah. they're five, they think they're three. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's like part of it is, I think it's our lesson as teachers to, Sure. To have those conversations because the you know they're going to be mad most of them come back like most yeah. of them know at some point in their lives now i've had some in 30 years that still think i'm the dumbest thing since you know whatever but most <laughs> if, if of them Collins would have put me in that state championship yeah, game baby god yeah. he, coach he doesn't know what he's doing but most of them um yeah don't i get you started i had a, I had a mother call me on the morning of the state semifinals, asking why her son didn't play in the quarterfinals the night before. And he hadn't played all year. She hadn't seen him. And then he was on TV and then she's calling and complaining. Yeah. Anyway. So it's like, whoa, whoa. Now, but, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I will tell you this. Uh, one of the differences that you and I have is, is you coach guys and I coach girls and girls tend tend to be a little bit more realistic about where their role is or at times you have to convince a, a, a one of my players that they are as good as they as they are or they're better um, than they are like you're better, better than, than they are. Yeah, yeah 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 hey you know you know mary you don't really understand how good you can be oh no i don't know coach you know it's no you 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 know you got a chance to be really really good kiddo you know so uh, so those are something that, you know, you were talking about your, and, and, and I like what you do there. Here's what I, I do. And, and I, I know this because I just, we're having our first organizational meeting tomorrow morning. And, uh, what, what I put oh, on, oh, our, do you, do you do always do your meetings in the morning? That's an interesting question. Um, we, I, I just put them in like, 
I give a couple time slots, like 7.15 to 7.30, 7.30 to 7.45. And then my school starts at eight o'clock. Okay. And then, then I have a lunch time, and then I have like a 3.15 to 3.30 time. So you have more they, than one option. Yeah, for them to come in and meet individually with me. Yeah. Oh, I give them okay, more. individually. But I'm talking about yeah. team meetings. When do you do team, team meetings? Uh, our school's small enough that we just have we have a, a time period on Fridays. We call it homeroom. It's a 20, 25-minute time period. And so, yeah, I told the principal last Wednesday, Thursday, or whatever, hey, I want to have our first organizational meeting next Friday during homeroom. Is that cool? And and so that's how we do it. Okay. Okay. So, so that's again, for coaches that are listening, I tend to, I don't want to conflict with work. I don't want to conflict with other sports. Yeah. I don't. So I, the best. yeah. So our big, we're 2000 with 2000 kids. So I try to do mine in the morning. First of all, it's a little bit of a test. Sure. <laughs> if yeah. I get up and get there on time and, mm-hmm. and I'll do them at lunch because everyone has lunch. It's yep. Like, that's when people make up tests they miss in my class is lunch. Because sure. you yep. can't say you don't have lunch. Everybody has lunch. You can come <laughs> in and eat, and you can take yeah. the test you missed. But Absolutely. everybody comes. So, but I I try to stay away from the after school, um, mm-hmm. just because it's like uh, sure. And I don't want to interfere with track right now. For us, right. it's track, baseball, right. and that type of thing. Right. So, but uh, on on our sheet that we're going to give the kids tomorrow. Um, it, it's going to be, yeah. And I forget exactly how I worded it, but where do you see yourself coming into this summer? You know, uh, J and for us, we just have JV varsity, you know, uh, why do you, why do you see yourself like that? And so as they turn those back in, you know, I can kind of in the same way that you're talking about, have that conversation. Well, Hey, uh, you know, Susie, you see yourself as a varsity starter when you came off the bench for the JV this year, we got to get a little bit more aligned here and that type of thing. So, right. And it's also like literally when they come in, so it's almost like I have like my three assistants behind a desk and me, and then they walk in and sit. It's like they're on like trial or something, but anyway, they sit down. And then the first thing I ask is tell me something you do really well. Mm -hmm. And then I let them go. And then I say, say something you need some work on. And then, so what I want is a conversation like, yeah, Yes, you're really good at a setup three. Let's, but you're five seven. So how can we get you a floater? Like yeah. all the things that you know. What kept you off the court? What what kept yeah. you on the court? Um, yeah. you know those. I just wanted. I want a conversation. Um, yeah. Yep. Usually it has to start with me because they're mm-hmm. a little intimidated. I think. Yeah. Um, Especially the younger ones, the JV kids, that type of thing. Yeah. So. Um, so we'll get that going here and over the next couple of weeks, we'll do that. Um, again, we're a small school. You've got 2000 kids. We've got around 300 to 325 grades, seven through 12 in my school. So So yeah. What division? I forgot what division that is. uh, In Nebraska, it's, it's, it's C1. So it's right in the middle. Um, in, in Iowa, it's in the middle. uh, it's it's yeah it's in the middle yeah so in iowa we would be like a 2a school um if you you know so you'd be be four i think in wisconsin like five is the smallest one is the biggest so how many are below you three three classes yeah yeah so it's 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 a different it's a different setup here in how many classes are there we have six altogether so we have class A. So that's all the Omaha Lincoln Metro schools. B is, and that's where I used to coach at when I was at my previous job. Uh, those are your mid tier towns, your, your towns of 10,000 people, 8,000 people, that type of stuff. 
and then your C1s are, are, you know, and then C2 and then D1 and then D2. So like we have, we have, we have, we have D2 schools that have graduating classes of, I don't know, 14, 15 kids. So we, you have six and you're 2 million people and Wisconsin has five and we're like 6 million people. That's crazy. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. I don't. <laughs> I know. I just. It's like all these things. It's it, it. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. We're almost six million. You're almost two million. We're three yeah. times as big, and we have one less class than you. That's crazy. and our ge- our geography is is part of it. You know, we're yeah you know, a little bit. Yeah. Part of the state is 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 where anywhere from two thirds to three fourths of the state. It is, you know, it's within probably an hour and a half, two hours of the Missouri River. But then we have five more hours of state west of that. That And and it's hard for the smaller schools to co-op when you're the only school in a 40 mile radius. And which is where some of those really small schools are at when you get out into the sand hills and things like that. Right. Right. And how do they play then? Do they do they is there a (laughs) A lot of mileage on those buses? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's, you know. Uh, our kids complain about an, an hour road trip sometimes on a yellow bus. And, and you'll have kids out in Western Nebraska that have to take two and a half, three hour road trips uh, to, to play a regular season game, you know, and a lot of times they'll play somebody on Friday night, stay overnight, play somebody on Saturday afternoon and come home and things like that to make it work. But it's, it's a, it's a unique setup. Our geography in our state is, is very unique. It's so. very unique. That's a, that's it's, I mean, don't get me started on Alaska. I've interviewed people from Alaska. It's crazy up there. Like, trains planes and automobiles it's, it's <laughs> well you got kids flying into oh uh, yeah they're flying they literally are flying to games yeah it's yeah. crazy because they have to because it's so yeah. far you know Absolutely, you know you, yeah. you put alaska yeah. in the middle of the u.s anyway it's yeah it's funny um so then what do you do after the banquet uh we, we start with the meetings process and then i really start uh narrowing down our summer schedule and and working and again we're a small school so i have to work with uh, the volleyball coach, cross country, softball, um, and, and they have to work with me too. I mean, you know, we, and, and for the most part, we get along really well. We work, uh, we basically two days a week is, is winter sports, which is essentially just me. And, and two days a week in the summer, it's fall sports and, and uh, four days a week, everybody is responsible. You know, they're supposed to be in for strength and conditioning four days a week. So uh, I start doing that. You know, we start talking about that uh, our month, for our high school program that is dominant is June. Uh, so we try to, we can't do anything organized until after Memorial day. So like that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, after Memorial day, we'll have our team camp, which is glorified practice. And then about once a week, we do a, we try to do a, a, a team camp somewhere, play, play other schools in a, in a team camp. Um, try to get in about four of those. Um, and 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 so I try to we host one as a fundraiser, uh, and and to make some money for the program and to give our kids an opportunity to play, and, and then we try to go to three other places. Uh, one of those other three, we try to do some sort of overnight team bonding right, right. type of deal. Um, last summer we went up, and I'm from Northwest Iowa originally, so we drove up and we called it our barnstorming tour. We drove about two hours, stopped, scrimmaged somebody, had some lunch. Drove another half hour, scrimmaged somebody, stayed overnight in my hometown, went to my dad's house, and we did some barbecue and and hung out, got some ice cream, and just did all that. And then we scrimmaged my hometown that morning, and then on the way back to Omaha, or the Omaha area, we're not technically in Omaha, we scrimmaged somebody else, and, and then came home. And we got about four scrimmages in, in about 
36 hours or so. And the kids really enjoyed that. So that's something, you know, I'll talk to them. Do we want to do that again? Do we want to maybe go to more of a team camp, go to a university of Iowa team camp or a university of Nebraska overnight team camp or, or something along those lines. Um, but that's what we're doing through April. It's hard. I, I know a lot of coaches, uh, do, do spring workouts with their kids. They start maybe around April 1st with some individual work or you doing some open gyms. Uh, for us, most of our kids are out for track and I really don't want to step on the toes of the track right. coach. Right. Um, cause, and, and, and so again, it's that cooperative spirit that you kind of have to have in a smaller school. Uh, a lot of our kids, not all, but our, most of our kids that have varsity aspirations are, are going to play AAU um so, so you get plenty of reps you're gonna get plenty of reps yeah they're in the spring on sundays they're practicing a couple hours uh with their aau team so i feel like that's more than enough and then when we hit our stuff we hit our stuff in in june and july and, and we roll from there so well do you uh, do anything for injury prevention because girls is like the hips and the knees and things are a mm-hmm. big yeah, and that's that's where the strength and conditioning stuff we really have to push that, and uh, that's going to be one of our topics of discussion. You know, our our strength and conditioning coordinator has told me since basketball got over with, our attendance has kind of fallen off some in the in the mornings for that. So, you know, I'm going to tell our girls, hey, go out and kick butt in your spring sports, but you still need to get in and and get into that strength and those strength and conditioning sessions. You know, at least three times a week, if not four times a week, uh, to to not let yourself fall back. You know, you worked really hard during the season to, to maintain. Now you continue to maintain during, during your spring. And then when we hit the summer, now we're starting to really gain. We want to put on those gains in the summertime. So, uh, so that's, I, I, and our guys do a really good job with that. Our, our strength and conditioning uh, coordinators do a really, really good job. They do a great job. And how, how far outside of Omaha are you? Just 10 miles, just 10 miles North okay. of, of, of Omaha. Okay. So, uh, we're still in a situation, even though we're a small school, our kids have plenty of opportunities to, to play, uh, to play AAU. Uh, we've got a lot of, you know, a lot of our kids play with one organization here. It's called the Nebraska D league. Uh, but I've got, a have got a couple of kids that are playing with some real high level teams that are going to do some traveling, uh, this summer. And, and hopefully they're, they're both incoming freshmen. So hopefully they make me a hell of a lot smarter than I really am. <laughs> next good, four years, good, you know? good, good players do that. Don't they? I yeah. know. I know. So, uh, you know, so, so we're, we're in a, we're in a good situation where right now I've kind of got a little bit of the best of both worlds where uh, we're kind of on this little Island uh, and nobody is really trying to uh, get into our little world, but we could take our little world and go into Omaha right. and, like that and not only for our high school program but for our youth program as well uh we've we've one of the things i've really emphasized is we got to take our kids into omaha we got to take advantage of this and if we get our butt kicked a few times it doesn't matter yeah you want that but it's going to make us better and uh this year with our with our, our first kind of major group that has gone through since i started uh they're in seventh grade this is my third year so we started with this group in fifth grade and they came in and and they they hit their seventh grade school season when 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 they're playing teams that are uh, of schools that are our size, they were pretty they were pretty dominant. Um, right. And and so now we can go back to the community and say, hey, this is our first kind of experimental group, and here's here's the proof in the pudding that what we're doing is is really working. It feels like, and so 
so we'll do that with our with our elementary kids. We'll do camps. We do a four on four league with our, our elementary kids in the summer. There's a Gretna, which is kind of on the other side of Omaha. Uh, their their high school program organizes a four on four league, which is great because you can't overcoach four on four. You can't put plays in four on four. If you've got time to put in plays four on four, God bless you. I don't. I know. I know. Go out and play, kids, and 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 I really like that for our youth kids as well. So yeah, I love are- that four on four, three on three stuff. It's you can't hide. You really yeah. can't hide. Um, I know. I love that. I love that. So, so do you give them a break in the postseason? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, you know, I really don't want them doing a whole lot of basketball stuff until I don't know, probably May first ish. I think they they need that down time. I think they need that decompression. Uh, I want, and again, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, but I want my kids peaking as juniors and seniors and right. in the race, in the race to win everything. Uh, I'm willing to give up a little bit of time in March and April. And for us in September or August and September and into October um, to have them fresh uh, to, to, to have them really ready to go and, and not, I don't want them to come to a basketball workout going, it's another basketball workout. I want right. them coming to a basketball workout going, Hey, we get to play some hoops today. We get to, we get to, instead of me just shooting in my driveway, um, you know, we get to do something together. Now there's things that we do to hold them accountable on their own time. And, and we'll start that here in, in about three weeks or so, uh, but organized stuff. I, I, I'm okay with them being, I, know. I think it's working. over. I think it's almost over organized now in some respects too. It's Absolutely. like, you gotta get them in, you gotta let them play. You gotta let them work on their stuff. It's like, and you know, oh. especially with that injury prevention too. It's like, we don't, they don't need to play. It's just weird. Like we're, it should, they're still developing. They should be working on skills rather than playing. Like yeah. you should, it should be almost by high school, it should be two to one skill to play, you know, in middle school, it's mm-hmm. almost four to one. It should be. And it's yeah. not, it's opposite. They're playing all these yeah. games and yep, it's like, Oh my goodness. Don't get me started on it. I know it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so- I know. So how I open. So it sounds very similar to, to what we do. And then when, mm-hmm. when school comes back to what do you do in the, do they play volleyball or do stuff in the spring? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing in, in the spring now, in, in Nebraska. It's a little bit unique. Uh, we play softball, uh, uh, state mandated softball in the fall. So which you we have, should, we play it in the winter and it's crazy. There's still snow on the ground. Why are we playing softball or baseball in the spring? I know it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So we, uh, and we're, like I said, we're a smaller school. So every one of my basketball kids last fall was either playing softball, running cross country or playing volleyball. So again, for me, I don't really want those coaches messing with my kids during my season. So I'm really hands off with my kids during their fall sports. And I'm just like, Hey, if you can get some shots up every now and then that'd be great around. Oh, October 1st ish. We start something in the mornings, two days a week. We call it our breakfast club and, and they come in, they come in at seven 30. Uh, they got to make 20 free throws and they've got 20 minutes to make 20 free throws and 20 jump shots. And then we have a scoring system and team, you know, we divide them up and we, we've got a system that we do it. We have, we have a point system, uh, but that's basically it. Two days a week, come in, make 20 free throws and make 20 jump shots and get the heck out of here. Uh, we're not doing anything with cones. We're not doing anything explosive. We're not, they're, they're, they're coming in in their school close. 
And, and that's about all yeah. that we do until their fall sports start wrapping up. And then we give them a weekish or so off from their fall sport. And then we start working with kids at that point. Okay. And how long do you have before your first game? Not long enough. Yeah. <laughs> Every coach uh, in the world says, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 13, 14 practices is what we get about, about two, little over two and a half weeks, you know? So yeah, uh, we never feel like it's enough time. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it is, you know, and it, again, everybody's in the same boat and again, at our level, our, our schools are a similar size. So it's not like, we're playing some class A school uh, that it's had 15 kids that they've been doing workouts with for three months. And they've right. got every offensive defense in most of the folks that we're playing are in the same place that we are um, when it comes to that preseason stuff. So you just kind of go, you just got to kind of let it rip and, and, but it does put a lot of value on your, on your, uh, those 13 or 14 practices. I know you got to be, you got to be, I know laser focused. I know that's the way I feel in those beginning ones, unlike February or January where you kind of things are clicking. I know. Yep. Yep. They absolutely. Are. All right. So let's, let's talk about, let's talk about your um, clinic. So tell me how it came about and a little bit about it. Okay. Uh, I forget how it came about. I think I, <laughs> I do too. I do. Too. I think I just said, I think I want to have a coach's clinic. I, you know, I, I think that was just kind of the, the impetus of it. Um, now it's changed. Uh, the first year that we did it, we just kind of did the whole traditional, well, the, the first year that we did, let me correct that first year that we did it, we had like four or five on court speakers. And then during lunch, we had two or three classroom sessions. And that was my, that was my niche. That was my yep. way of saying it. Not only are we going to watch, but we're also going to have some classroom sessions. Okay. Well, um, we, we have, a, we, we have a deal here in Omaha called the Metro coaches association. And that meets every fall. And I'll be honest with you, Steve, I was there two years ago and I won't say who it was, but it was just God awful speaker. And then I don't mean to throw anybody under the bus, but I've been enough coaches clinics where it's like, you know, good speakers from bad speakers. And it right. wasn't very good. I was like, I just got, I just got bored. Right. And, and I told one of the guys, I was like, you know, and, and, and you start thinking when you get bored and I was like, why don't we just, I'm sitting here and I was sitting across the table from like Kelly Flynn who's a good friend of mine. He's won like 12 state championships here in Nebraska. Jerome Skirdlow's run a couple championships, state championships. I'm like, you know what I'd rather do right now? I'd rather just BS with these guys and right. just pick your mind. Yeah. Just talk. And so one thing that we added to our clinic last year that, that folks fell in love with is we keep people moving all day. So, so we have a 45 minute on court demonstration. Then we go out and we, we, we pre divide people up into small groups and we throw out uh, a topic every 15 minutes and you got 15 minutes to talk about defending baseline out of bounds plays. What do you do? And you've got five or six coaches that are sitting at this table, bouncing ideas off of what they do in their program off of how they defend baseline out of bounds plays. And so we do that for, for 45 minutes. We do three different subjects. Then we go back in the gym and some, we have another gym speaker okay. and then we have lunch while people are eating lunch. That's when we do our classroom sessions. And then we come back from the classroom sessions. And, and you we get have to the pick your classroom sessions? Because I see there's like yeah. four yeah. of them, right? Like one's like... Uh, um, three, I think. Uh, we got oh, three. Yeah, there's three. There's so coaching the mental game, development through small-sided games, and then implementing and attacking a 2-3 zone. So yeah. I get to pick which one I would want to go to? Go wherever you want to go, man. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Yeah, just go wherever you want to. Um, 
And so you can, you, you got some classroom stuff, you got some classroom time. And, and then we go back into those small groups, but then I take them and, and I rearrange them. So you're not sitting with the same people right. uh, the same time. So you, you get to talk and get to, to, to uh, uh, network with some and, and hear different ideas from different people. And then we go back into the gym for kind of the last on-court demonstration of the day. Right. And, and then, and then uh, we're doing it on April 1st, which is coincides with the men's final four. And we're going to go down to one of our, our booster, uh, one of our businesses in town. It's a, it's a, it's a grill. And uh, we're going to go down and eat, eat some food and, and watch the first game of the men's final four and just have everybody kind of relax. And well, so visualize idea. there. Yeah. That's after it's all so it, it's going to be a full day of hoops that I, I think is really, really affordable to folks. And it's, it's really, it's really, really, really interactive. I, I've really tried to take some of the, you know, some of the stuff that we're taught as teachers, how to educate our students. Well, let's, let's apply that to coaching basketball and, and right. working with our, with our peers right. in that regard. So we've kind of got these three different ways of, of, of learning and, and getting stuff from coaches to help bring it back to, to your program. No, I love that. I love the big on court. Give me some stuff that I can use then yeah. share. And then, then I get the pick. Like it's the smorgasbord. Yeah. Like I want, I want roast beef rather than, you yeah. know, trout Absolutely. for dinner, whatever. I'm going to go to that one. So I'm going to pick one of the three. That's probably going to be of more interest to me. Um, yeah. So yep. no, I like that. I love that idea. I think, and I'll put for people that are listening, I'll put all this stuff down in the show notes for you. So it's super easy. I'll put sure. a link. Awesome. I'll, I'll put, I'll put your um, contact information, all that stuff down there. Yeah. So if they want it's last minute or it's Venmo mm -hmm. or whatever they can, we sure. can, you can make it work. Um, yeah. But I love that idea. I think I bet the coaches in the area. Love, I want to, I know you asked me to come talk at it and it's like, Oh, it's spring break. So I got to retire or spring break's going to change one or the other, like, you know, <laughs> one or the other, I don't yeah. know which one's going to come first, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. 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 Come down and enjoy this beautiful Nebraska weather today. It's uh, 32 degrees and snowing. So it's, it's wonderful. Uh, yesterday it was 60 and, and sunny and, and today it's 32 and snowing. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a good deal. Uh, coaches have really liked it. I've uh, been fortunate enough to uh, bring in some really, really good uh, coaches, you know, uh, one of our speakers, uh, Dick Jungers, you know, we grew up together, uh, and he's won like four state championships in Iowa. Um, and you know, we've, you know, we, we often joke with each other. We, we both know where the bodies are buried with both of us here. So there's no secrets between us and everything. Right. And, and, uh, you know, we, we, we got a lot of really good coaches coming in and there's a lot of really good coaches that are just coming in, uh, right. just to, just to learn. Right. And then you get the opportunity to, to talk with, uh, to talk with some of these folks, like for myself last year, uh, we got a guy in, in the state, uh, his name's Jim Weeks and, and he's won, I don't know, five, probably four or five state titles. And he's consistent winner year in, year out. And I look up and there's Jim at my clinic. He snuck in there with his son, but he didn't tell me he was coming. So you could sure as heck bet on one of those breakdown times, those 45 minute group breakdowns, guess whose table I sat at. Right. I sat at Jim's <laughs> table. I wanted to pick his brain a little bit because he doesn't do these type of things very often. So, right. uh, so it, it's a really, really good deal for folks to come and check out. So, right. I, yep. Make sure you go over and check it out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll put all the stuff in the show notes and all of that. So I'll let you get back off to watching more basketball coach, but thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. Hey, Steve, appreciate you, man. Like I said, we're, we're going to get you on a pen and a napkin here in the next <laughs> month or so. Yes. All right, man? Well, for sure. For sure. Sports Social Podcast Network.